Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Trail Podcast. My name is Matthew Wordnam and I'm a physiotherapist working alongside the trail team here at La Trobe University. Over the next two years, the trail team and I will be bringing you a series of short, running-related podcasts to keep you up to date with the latest evidence and to keep you engaged to reach your training goals. Along the way, we will be speaking with sports doctors, running researchers, physiotherapists, and in particular, you, the runners of the community. Our first guest on the podcast is Australian long-distance runner Ellie Pashley. Ellie currently holds Olympic qualifying times for the 10K and the marathon. In addition to being an elite level runner, Ellie is a physiotherapist working in Torquay. Something fun that you should know about Ellie is that in her spare time, she likes to play poker with family and friends. And if you ask her, she's pretty good at it too. Ellie, welcome to the Trail Podcast. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. So I suppose my first question is, when did you start running and how did you get into it? Uh, yeah, so I've basically been running my whole life amongst other things. So when I was a kid, I I did little aths and cross country and all of those things through school, but I was always playing other sports at the same time and started running with my dad, I think, when I was probably around six or seven years old and we were living in Melbourne at the time and we used to go to Princess Park and run laps around that and that was where I think I really developed a love of the longer distance running. I, I got a real buzz out of that feeling of running for a long time and that the different sort of fatigue that you get from that as opposed to, to short, fast intervals. Yeah, so that was that was where I started out and then it's just gradually progressed over the years to to running marathons now. I know that that you're a physiotherapist as well as an Olympic level runner. In your experience, do you feel that being a runner yourself has helped you manage patients who are also runners? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I think the, the tricky part that a lot of physios have with treating runners is is understanding just how strong their urge is to run and that basically the worst thing you can ever tell a runner is that they can't run at all for a, a set period of time. So I think I've got a pretty good understanding of that and also I guess understanding the different amount of load that a lot of runners can tolerate and quite often with, with injuries you don't actually need them to completely rest from running. It can just be a case of managing their load or reducing their load and, and changing certain things within their running program that might be affecting their injury to allow them to keep doing what they love whilst getting better at the same time. And if we were to turn the table, how has being a physiotherapist helped you with the management of your own running related injuries? Do you walk the talk? <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes I'm not the best patient, I'll admit. It, I mean, it definitely helps just the knowledge that that you have as a physio in regards to even things as simple as anatomy. So if, you, if you're feeling a little bit of soreness or pain somewhere, being able to work out what structure it is and and then you can look back on your training and work out what it is that's overloading that specific structure and, and what you might need to modify in the really early stages of the injury, which can, can help to stop a little niggle from becoming something more serious. So that's definitely been helpful. I think there's been times where there's 
been an issue that I probably haven't done what I would tell my patients to do as far as uh, the rehab <laughs> exercise type of thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you generally know what you should be doing and it's just a matter of making sure you do it. And is there anyone that you turn to within your clinic or in the running community more generally that you seek advice when you're not listening to your own understanding of, of anatomy and how you're feeling? Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty lucky that we've got quite a large group of friends who live down in the same area here on the surf coast who are all physios and podiatrists. So we went to a small uni at Charles Sturt in Aubrey. So we spent a lot of time with the podiatrists there. So we definitely run things by each other all the time. And my husband's actually a physio as well, which can be helpful. So sometimes you need somebody else to suggest things to you or to look at it from a different different perspective. And then most recently, I've had a little, uh, an injury in my perineal tendon. And I've actually been seeing Ebony Rio, who's a very, very well-known tendon physio based out of Melbourne. So she's been, she's been helping me with that. So I think, I think within physio, there are definitely uh, so many different areas of expertise. And I certainly don't uh, pretend that I'm a tendon expert, so I'm I'm always happy to seek out advice from somebody who specialises in that area uh, when needed. Now, a trail podcast wouldn't be complete without me asking, have you ever had knee pain or a knee injury? And can you tell us about how you dealt with it? Yeah, I've been pretty lucky as far as injuries go, and I've never had anything significant happening with my knees. They've there have definitely been periods where I've had some soreness in that area, particularly patellofemoral joint pain, which has usually come on if I've increased my hilly running too much too soon. Um, but that usually settles pretty quickly, just again by modifying modifying my activity a little bit, keeping it flat, maybe playing around with different shoes and things like that. Uh, I've also I also occasionally get a little bit of soreness on in my left knee. I I wonder if maybe there's a little uh, meniscus tear or something in there and every now and then that flares up um, and gets a bit sore, but it's usually just a few days, I think, of inflammation and then it kind of settles down. But that seems to happen actually from running on corrugated roads, which, um, yeah, is quite interesting. So, again, it's just adjusting my terrain and and allowing that to settle. So, yeah, usually I think with, with... those sort of knee injuries, if you can get onto it really early and and make those adjustments, then it can stop it from turning into anything major. But I've been lucky as far as, you know, major meniscus tears or ligament injuries or anything like that I haven't really had before, even though I played netball for about 20 years. So, yeah, I count myself lucky there. It definitely seems like there's a bit of a theme emerging in that it's all about moderating load accordingly to how you feel and maybe how you're wanting to perform in the next week, month or, or six months type thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think if you if you if you modify those things in the early stages of an injury it can it can really stop it. And and if there's if there's a weakness there, I guess to identifying that and working on that long term to to stop the injury from recurring. Now, Ellie, before we let you go, could you please leave our listeners with three take-home messages for managing their capacity to run? Sure. So probably the number one thing I would say is 
that if you're starting out with running or you're wanting to increase your running, you've got to do it really slowly. So I would usually encourage you to only increase one variable at a time, whether that be frequency, the distance of your runs, intensity of your runs. So so if you're trying to build up, just think about each week uh, the one variable that you want to want to work on and and we usually go with the 10% rule so just trying to increase it by about 10% um, you know rather than doubling your kilometers or or you know running three times as hard as you can as opposed to just doing one speed session a week or something like that number two would be I would seek advice early if you have a niggle so trying to go and see somebody in those initial phases um, make sure if you're following a, a running program make sure you take your program with you so that you can show it to your therapist so that they can see what you've been doing and try and work out what might be one of the issues there and number three I guess would be just to keep it fun so everybody's different with the type of running that they enjoy so if you, if you like running on hilly trails make sure that you do a bit of that every week or if you if you love the fast hard speed sessions make sure you have one of them each week and you're much more likely to to stick at running long term if you if you keep it enjoyable for yourself so I guess identifying what it is that's your favorite type of running or location to run and then yeah just making sure that's part of your routine to keep it keep it enjoyable that's some really, really great advice. And I hope our listeners can take at least one thing out of those three into their running over the next two years. Ellie, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the Trail Podcast. Thank you again for making the time to chat with us today. Uh, no worries, Matt. Thanks for having me. And yeah, keep on running, everybody. If you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to share it with family and friends with or without knee pain. If you're interested in learning more, head to the Latrobe Sport and Exercise Medicine Research Centre's Twitter account at Latrobe SEM. You can also find us on Facebook at Latrobe SEMRC. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you again for the next instalment of the Trail Podcast.